ready, ready? Come on, let's all stand up and give Jesus glory. Jesus, we love you. We love you, Lord. We magnify you. We honor you. We thank you for today. Thank you for allowing us to serve you and to live this day. We commit this time to you. I thank you for touching lives in a powerful way today. God, thank you. Uh, we sense your presence in here. And we just commit ourselves to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. You can be seated. Thank you, guys. Well, welcome this morning. I am going to jump on in. Can I do that? I'm just ready. We've been on a, on a series called Breakthrough. And I want to continue on in this series. And, uh, and I really, I really I just want to give you some hope. That there's always, there's always hope that you can have that breakthrough in your life. I don't care how bad it looks, how, how gloomy it looks right now, that you can have a breakthrough. And I really believe that not only is this timely for us, because there's a lot of people that need breakthroughs. I walk with people throughout each and every week, and people just going through stuff. Can, you know what I'm talking about? Just stuff. Uh, a little bit of stuff here and there and everywhere. And, and, so, and people need some breakthroughs. And, and one of the things that I would just want you to be encouraged in is that you're going you're gonna to get your breakthrough. That God has that for you. He wants that for you. He desires that for you. And he's giving us some principles in order to be able to achieve that in our lives. And so uh, we've been taking a story found in Mark chapter 2 of the paralytic. And I just want to pick up there and then I'm going to get on into it and recap a little bit. And then we're going to get in. I just want to share some, my heart with you on some things that I have today for you. First of all, in verse 1, it says, And again, he entered, talking about Jesus entering in. Capernaum after some days and it was heard that he was in the house immediately my voice changed I'm growing up immediately <laughs> immediately many gathered so that there was no longer room to receive them not even near the door and he preached the word to them then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men and when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his heart that, or in his spirit, that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, paralytic Your sins are forgiven you? Or to say, Arise, take up your bed, and walk? But, they, but, but, that, they, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take, your, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. And I'm here to tell you, I believe that some of you have never seen some of the things that was about to happen in your life like this. God wants to do some great things. So we've been on this, we've been on this, if you've been with us during this series, we've been on this, uh, this journey together talking about breakthrough. There's a number of things that we've looked at. I believe that uh, 
that we could see from this story, the first thing that we looked at is that we need to get to Jesus. We talked about this on Easter Sunday, if you were here. And we need to get to Jesus. By the way, if you need to, want to listen to these, uh, this series, you can go back online to our website. The, those messages are on there. But we need to get to Jesus. And we talked about why we need to get to Jesus for two reasons. Number one is because he is our way maker. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. Secondly is because he will make our way perfect. He will take the imperfections of our life and our circumstances and he'll bring perfection to it. He'll complete it. He'll finish it. He'll work it out on our behalf. And so we look at, looked at that on our first week. The second week, we talked about overcoming paralysis and what it would take to, to overcome paralysis. And that's, we talked about how a lot of people are paralyzed. They're, they're unable to move forward like they really, their heart wants to. And they believe that God wants them to, but they're paralyzed. High-centered. They can't move. They just can't move forward. And so we talked about what needs to take place in order for that to happen. And the first, the first thing that we discovered is that we need a bounding hope in our lives. We need to abound in hope. The second thing that we talked about is aligning our heart. That we need to make sure that we're focusing in on the promise and not the problem. And align our heart with the, pro- the promise and not the problem. Because if we look to the problem, then we become more sensitive, our heart becomes more sensitive to the problem instead of the promise. And so when we look to the promise, then our heart becomes sensitive to the promise and insensitive to the problem, and God's able to work in our lives. And then we talked about we need to abide in humility, that humility empowers our life, that we need to humble ourselves and let God work in our lives. Many times what we're lacking is just a hard attitude in our own lives, and we need to humble ourselves. We need people around us. Which leads me to the last uh, thing that we talked about, which was last week, is we need true friends in our life. We need some true friends. We need some people around us that are going to take us to Jesus. There were four great guys around this paralytic that carried him to Jesus, and there were, there were three things that we pointed out that, that are indicators of a true friend. Number one is a true friend is for us. Amen. That they're for us. That regardless of our inadequacies, our, our faults, they're still there. They're going to support us. They're going to be there for us. And so they're for us. The second thing that we looked at last week is not only are they for us, but they're for what we're for. See, people can be for you and not be for what you're for, and at some point they're going to disconnect with you or they're not going to be there to be able to help you. So when they're for you, that's great, but you also want them to be there for what you're for. Amen? And then thirdly, they need to be against what you're against. And I've discovered that there's lots of people that are against what I'm against, but not for me or not for what I'm for. They may be against sin, they may be against injustice, they may against, be against the devil, they may be against evil, but they're not necessarily for me. So you want these three character traits, or these three traits, if you will, in every individual that is a true friend around us, because they're the ones that are going to see you through to get you to Jesus. Also, you want those developed in your own life so that you can help others get to Jesus. Amen? Amen? So let's work on that in our life. So that brings me to today. Where are we going today? Well, I love today because I have something in my heart that I believe that's also going to help us to have that breakthrough in our life that God has for us. And it's called overcoming resistance. 
Overcoming resistance. I've learned, I've learned this over the years that anybody that is moving forward is going to experience resistance. And so if you're moving forward in God, you're moving forward in what God has for you, if you're moving forward to what God wants for you in your life, whether it's healing or breakthrough or whatever, there's going to be some resistance in your life. And resistance, will, it, it just comes. And so we're going to have to learn how to uh, overcome resistance. And so that's what we're talking about today, overcoming resistance. How many of you want to know how to overcome resistance? Because all of us experience it if we're moving forward. So number one, the first thing I want, the first thing I want to share with you today is that don't be surprised. What do I mean, don't be surprised? How are we going to overcome resistance? Don't be surprised. Expect resistance. Expect it. Anything, as I said, moving forward has resistance. Know that, that, know that it's going to happen in your life. And uh, don't think that it's odd, like it's, uh, it only happens to a few people and not to others. We're going to have resistance. There's, going, there's a devil out there that is out to kill, steal, and destroy anything that has to do with God. He hates God. He, I mean, he is, he is passionate about his hate towards God and anything that has to do with God. So he's going to resist us. And so we need to learn how to deal with that resistance. I think one of the ways that we deal with resistance is that we can just be expecting it. If we think that it's not going to happen to us, then it's going to catch us unexpected, and we're going to be, uh, we're going to be surprised. And, and, and if we're surprised, why is this happening to me? How many of you have ever heard anybody say, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Because it happens to everybody. Everybody experiences resistance. Let me give you a couple of scriptures. I want to share a thought or two with you before I go on. 1 Peter 4.12 says, Dear friends, your faith is going to be tested as if it were going through fire. Do not be surprised at this. Do not be surprised at this. 1 Peter chapter 5 says this in verse 8 through 11. says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. Even though he comes, resist him. Why? Because he's resisting you. <laughs> There's resistance. And so you got you to, gotta, don't be surprised by this, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are expected by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered for a while, perfect you. Jesus will perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, settle you. I love the way the NIV puts it. It says, he will himself restore to you, make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. In this world, we will have tribulation. There's going to be some opposition. You're going to experience some resistance. There's going to be things going on in your life. I remember right after getting saved, all hell broke loose. I learned this early on that resistance is good. It's going to happen. And, and thank God I, I learned this early on uh, as a Christian. That just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean everything's going to be okay. That all things are going to line up and, and, you know, everything, everybody's going to cooperate and there's not going to be any problems. I learned this very early in my relationship with the Lord that, man, when you are going forward, there's going to be resistance. 
And, and I just want to, I just want to, I just, it's not something I intended to say, but I just want to kill this thing, okay? Listen, it's much easier living for God than it is the devil. A lot of people, well, it's hard living for God. Go back and live for the devil and see which is harder. Okay? So, so don't get this idea just because you're living for God, you're getting all these attacks. Listen, you had, you had the same thing going on when you were living for the devil. Amen? Amen. So, okay, for whoever that was for. All right. So anyway, and so I, I, I came to the Lord and we had all these different attacks. First of all, uh, 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 my, my wife left me, my, my brother's uh, uh, wife left him, actually had an affair with his best friend, which was his pastor. My mother's uh, husband, my dad died when I was real young, she was remarried. His, uh, my mother's husband left her, they got divorced. Uh, I mean, my mother almost died. My little brother took his, his life. I mean, I mean, the list went on and on and on within a, just a relatively short season in our life. And I learned, and I thank God, I was in a great church, and they taught me, hey, you're going to have some resistance. And you better not be surprised by it. You need to be prepared for it. You need to be suited in the armor of God. You need to be ready. You need to be prayed up. As a matter of fact, it starts out, it's interesting, it says, be sober, be vigilant. That word sober there, I looked it up, it means to be self-controlled and disciplined. A lot of people are losing out in life because they're not self-controlled and disciplined in their life. That word vigilant means watchful. We need to be aware. Listen, it's going to happen, but don't be surprised and don't worry about it. You can overcome. He's called us to be victors, not victims. He called us to be overcomers and not be overcome. He's called us to be the people that are champions, not people that are losers. Amen? Amen. And so that's what he's called us to be. And so we need to understand, if we're going to overcome, if we're going to overcome the resistance that, that is trying to resist us from moving forward, then we need, to, we need to not be surprised. Don't be surprised. Secondly, do not be not denied. If God says it's yours, it's yours. Refuse, refuse, refuse to be denied. I want to give you a scripture that many people, uh, and I've heard people say this, and you know, good-hearted people that they just don't know the scripture well enough. But Second Corinthians chapter one verse twenty says this: It says, "For all the promises, say all, all, all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, Amen, to the glory of God through us." Now, notice here, it doesn't say that. That the promises of God are sometimes, or maybe. But it says all the promises of God are yes and amen. It's so. That means if God says it, then it's ours. Do not be denied. One of the things that kept the children of Israel from going into the promised land is because they looked at their circumstances, they looked at their giants, they looked at the situations that they were going through, and as a result, they, they, they believed those things, they uh, focused on those things, and they, those things are what kept them from experiencing God's best for a whole generation. God doesn't only want us to be saved, He wants us to be delivered. He wants us to be redeemed, He wants us to be fulfilled, He wants us to be satisfied in serving Him. And the only way that we're going to experience God's best, God's greatest in our life is we need to determine that we're not going to be denied of what God says is ours. If it's, I don't care how long it takes. Abraham, it took him a few years 
to see the promise of God come about. And the Bible says he didn't stagger at the promises of God in unbelief. Why? Because he considered not the deadness of Sarah's womb, nor his health being a hundred years old. And we talked about that a little bit last week. And so we need to not be denied. I don't care what your circumstances look like. Circumstances will change if you will apply the word to it in faith. Let me say it again. Circumstances will change if you'll apply the word to it in faith. We believe that, and that's why we have a prayer team up here every, every week. Some of you need to take advantage of it. There is a prayer team up here that are people of faith, and we believe that when people of faith uh, pray for people that are in faith, miracles do happen. Right. Amen? Right. Amen? Do not be denied of what God says is yours. You can have it. For all the promises of God are in Him, are yes and amen to the glory of God. Habakkuk says this. I love this. I love this. I love this. It says that the vision is for a future time. It describes the end. Habakkuk 2, 3, and 4. It's, the vision is for a future time. It describes the end. And it will be fulfilled. It, sle- it seems slow in coming. Wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves in, in their, in their, and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God or their faith in God. And, uh, and, and, and listen, if we, will, if we will just understand and know that all the promises of God are yes and amen and not give up on them, not give up on the promises of God, then we'll have what God says we can have. It may take some time. And by the way, it may take some help. Uh, this paralytic, he knew that the healer was there. And it took some help getting them there. Yeah. And, and that's okay. It's okay to have help. Yeah. I talked last week about the importance of, uh, or not the importance, I talked last week about a church that we're, we're networking with because we needed some help. And they're working with us and we're working with them and we go once a year to their conference. We're fixing to go, a team of our are going, our leaders are going, and we're going to go, and we're going to be trained in, in what, uh, what we can do to, to move forward because we're not maintainers, we're ground gainers as a church and as Christians. We're not just staying where we're at and just accepting what comes our way and just saying, well, this is my lot in life. No, we're moving forward in God. Amen? Church on the move. Amen? Amen. And so we're taking the team so that we can... Be challenged. In, and we've, last year we took a team and, and made a world of difference in our church. Amen? And so don't be, don't be ashamed to, to, to grab onto some people of faith and say, Hey, I need some help. Let's move forward. The promises of God are yes and amen. And I'm just not getting there, so help me. Amen? Do not be denied. I don't care how you get there. Get there. Okay? So that's how you overcome resistance. So number one, do not, do not be surprised. Number two, do not be denied. Number three, the third thing I want to share with you is don't back off. Don't back off. Run with perseverance, the Bible says. We need to make sure that we're, we're being steadfast, that we're not backing off. We're doing what we need to do. Enemies looking whom he may devour. I believe he's looking for people that are backing off. 
He's looking at some character traits in our life. Are we backing off in our prayer life? Are we backing off in in the Word? Are we backing off in in witnessing? Are we backing off in our community with one another? Are we backing off in in our relationship with our spouse and and our relationship with our brothers and sisters in Christ? Are we backing off or are we persevering even though circumstances aren't where we like for them to be? Remember, don't be surprised. It's going to happen to us all. And I'm, I, I, we just gave our grandson a yo-yo yesterday. And he's been uh, asking us to shorten his string. And he told me today, he says, ask Daddy to shorten it for me. And so anyway, but uh, a lot of Christians are like that yo-yo. Up and down, up and down, up and down. God doesn't want us to be up and down. He wants us to be steadfast, persistent. We're achieving. We're we're ground gaining, not maintaining. We're going forward and accomplishing what God has, us, has for us because we're moving forward. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 uh, through 39 out of the Holman uh, translation, it says, So don't throw away your confidence, which has great reward. For you need endurance so that after you have done God's will, you may receive what was promised. For yet in a very little while, the coming one will come and not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he draws back, I have no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and obtain life. God says, don't draw back. Be steadfast. Don't pull back. Move forward. And, 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 and I know that we're, there's going to be times where we just don't feel like it. I jog every day. Every day. Seven days a week. I jog. Have for years and years and years now. I do it not because I enjoy it. I do it because I know that it's something that I need to do to, to stay fit and healthy. I don't do a whole lot of exercising, so I need this. And there's times, I'm telling you, there's times where I just want to draw back, pull back. Where I don't want to jog. And that happens probably about six times out of the week. <laughs> I'm just being honest. And there's going to be times, and I'm telling you, my mind, your mind, it'll talk you right out of the will of God. You'll reason yourself right out of the will of God if you allow it to. You've got to be renewed in your mind. There's time, my mind's sitting there giving me all kinds of reasons why I need to cut this jog short. Oh, it's hot, it's fixing to rain, uh, or it is raining, or whatever. Cut it short. It's snowing. I mean, I'm out there, when it was icy, I'm out there... I'm not jogging as fast, but I'm out there. And I'm just being steadfast. And, and, and I'm telling you, it, it's, the Bible says that the diligent will bear rule. We'll come out on top. We'll be ahead. We'll experience what God has for us if we will not draw back. All the promises of God are yes and amen. And that goes as a church. I can tell you as a church, we pro- I've, I've had multiple reasons why I should maybe draw back and not be pressing forward. Multiple reasons. But we're pushing forward. God has great things for us as a church. He wants us to impact not only Tyler, East Texas, but a world through Church on the Move. I believe it with all my heart. I believe that what God has for us is great. Uh, Pastor Joel Jernigan, a couple of weeks back, a few weeks back... Uh, he ministered here, and then 
he gave a, uh, he sent us a thank you card. I read it last week, but this week uh, we were texting back and, back and forth. And he, he reiterated something that he said in the, uh, the thank you card that I just, I, just, I just believe that this is from God. And I just want to, I just want to say it. He said, God is doing a great work through you. And I believe it is about to explode. Here's what he said. Stay steadfast and strong. We love you. And we'll continue to pray for you in your ministry. He says, stay steadfast and strong. I believe that's a key. It's a key. If we'll be ruler over, I mean, if we'll be faithful over the small things, we'll be ruler over much. If we'll just be steadfast, do not draw back, keep doing it. Listen, this life's too short to mess around and be a yo-yo. Let's go forward. Let's, let's enjoy the process. I had to learn this a long time ago. This is, this is something I'm going to throw in. Didn't mean to bring it, but I had to learn this. I had to enjoy, I had to learn to enjoy the process. I, I mean, just enjoy the process. I was, I was wound tight when I came to God. I was wound tight. I could get upset very easily and, and just, uh, and man, some of you have been with me for years and you've seen me. I'm not even the same person, right? Not even the same person. And I've learned to enjoy the process. Do I hit it 100%? Absolutely not. But at least I'm a whole lot happier than I ever have been in my life. I'm telling you, there was a time it's like, man, I was always uptight. Anyway, that's, that's just throwing. Do not, don't, don't back off. Don't back off. Don't back off. Let me give you the last thought I want to give you in closing today. And that's, if you're going to overcome resistance, don't quit. Amen. Just settle that. You're going to get the quit out of you. I heard a coach say that. Get the quit. I, I, I get, I'm going to get the quit out of you guys. And, and, and we just need to get the quit out of us. That we don't know the word. And I don't know the word. You that know me, I just don't know the word quit. And, and some of you need to learn that. You're, you're too easy to throw in the towel. Too easy to quit. Too easy to, 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 to just say, forget it. You need to push through. Your pain tolerance is so small, and, and you just got you to grow your pain tolerance in your life. And t- pain's okay. It's, it's going to pass. Pain, 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 pain. You know, quit. I tell people all the time, don't consult your feelings. Do not consult. Well, I just don't feel like it. Who cares? Right? What are you doing even consulting your feelings anyhow? Second Chronicles 16.9, God can't pow- empower those that are, that are quitters. The Bible says here, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully, 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 fully committed to Him. So God's looking for fully committed people. How many fully committed people do we have in the house? Amen. Listen, these guys, they would not be held back. These four guys that brought that paralytic, it's like, you know what? He, they had all kinds of resistance, but they would not quit. Amen. They could have turned around and said, well, man, there is just no way that we're going to get through that crowd. Well, we'll find another way. I don't care. I mean, if we got to pull the roof off, we're going to find a way, but we're going to get this boy to Jesus because there's some healing waiting on him. Amen. And I'm here to tell you that there's something, something that's waiting on you, but you just not need to quit. Make sure that you're continuing on, continuing on. Galatians chapter 6 says this. 
Verse 9, it says, And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not give up. Hard times are going to happen, folks. It's going to happen for all, all of us. And, uh, and we've been through some hard times, and, and this has happened for us as a, as, a, as a family, and it happened for us, and I've kind of shared some of the stuff that's happened as a family, and this has happened as a church, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I remember telling you guys some of the things that we went through financially as a church, our church got in debt because of some things that happened in the church, and people leaving, and, and that type of thing, and I'm, I, it's, you know, I don't have time to get in all that. We got into some debt, $60,000, and my wife and I, uh, we got into debt. We, we sunk everything. We sunk all of our retirement, everything in our church, and we just to, to keep it alive. But we just would not quit. Amen. And, and, and uh, I quit taking a salary and, and, uh, from the church and, and just all kinds of things. And, man, I tell you, it got tough from time to time. I remember we, I was working for my son, and... And we were working uh, like 60 hours a week at least. And then I was putting at least minimum of 40 hours here at the church and, and just barely sleeping. And, and, of course, I'm thinking all the time. And, and then all is, and top of that is during that time our car broke. I didn't have a car. And we was sharing car with my mother. And, and uh, on top of that, uh, and then we did have an old van that we used here periodically. And then... On top of that, our heater went out at our house, and our, uh, not only did our heater go out, at, and that was in the middle of the winter when it was freezing, but our, our, our pipes uh, froze, I mean, not fro- uh, froze, our, our hot water pipes, they're the galvanized pipe, they stopped up, and so all of our plumbing needed to be done. We didn't have the money. So during the winter, it was freezing cold, and that's how we were bathing. We had no, we had no heat. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. I didn't say anything. Nobody knew anything. I just smiled up here. I preached the word, and I just kept on, and I did not quit. I look back. Did it damage me? Did it hurt me? No. That's right. No. Amen. And I'm still going, and I am not going to quit. Amen. And now we got wonderful people like you guys, awesome people. Thank you for allowing us the privilege of being able to serve God with you and to be able to reach people with you. What an awesome, awesome privilege. Amen? Amen. And if you will do these four things, if you'll not be surprised, don't be surprised, don't be, don't be denied, do not, do not back off and do not quit, I'm here to tell you that you will have your breakthrough. You will see it. And we had a breakthrough. And all debt was cleared out. Debt in our personal uh, life was cleared out. Eventually, God led me to flip a house or two, and, and, and all our debt was cleared out. We don't owe a thing. Uh, am I still getting paid from the church? Not yet, but that's okay. We're getting there. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We honor you. 